Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous movies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven This is a friend of Elizabeth's Delighted to meet a friend of Elizabeth Where is she? Tangiers? It's not like Elizabeth just to take off. The most erotic affair of the last decade has been reignited. Oh, catch that buzz. I read about it. Elizabeth, she left behind a journal. Then she called nine and a half weeks. It was the story of your affair. gentlemen i'm steve and i'm izzy and this is everything i learned from movies and tonight oh tonight <laughs> tonight <laughs> oh we're doing super sexy sequel september still we sure are still and we continue with steve who are these movies for <laughs> who are these movies for i don't know <laughs> this is 1997's another nine and a half weeks so fun fact, this is the first time I had seen this one. <laughs> the first time I watched Nine and a Half Weeks, I watched it with my mom because she thought it was nine months. And she kept going, what is Hugh Grant? 
Oh, uh, I can see that being a little awkward. We're <laughs> saying like, "Wow, this is really focusing on Tom Arnold, but he he looks like a boxer in this or something." <laughs> and she kept going like, "Oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be." <laughs> but still got a sexy redhead in it. Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> is she that sexy? Angie Everhart mm-hmm. or Julianne Moore? Either one. Both. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tweet us at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Um, this is this is a sequel to 1986 original. Uh, I'm a little too sober right now, though, to go oh, into this one. Oh, we need a drink. What'll it be, babe? Oh, let's grab this one. Excuse Ooh. me, cat. Uh, we have from Breakside Brewing in Portland, Oregon, a salted caramel stout. Ooh. Lovingly brewed with salt and caramel. Let's see. Handmade salt and straw ice cream. Oh, that's who they collaborated with. Collabor- collaborated? I don't know. My Collaborated but with yes. salt and straw ice cream, I believe. Seek and enjoy. Smooth, rich, to the last spoonful. So you're saying this is rich and pretty dark? Because <laughs> that like... may tie into this movie a bit. What? All right. 6.7% alcohol by volume. Not bad. Kinda. Pop my top. Ooh. Oh, my top. Yeah. Yeah. Just pour the oh, glass, baby. It smells like stout. I'm in. Mm. I love a good stout. Oh, wow. That has like a super dark brown head. <laughs> <laughs> that is a dark, oh, dark yeah. beer. Very little light goes through it, but uh, it's def- it's got brown highlights. It's not a ruby highlight beer. Mmm, it's got a nice caramely aroma. Or not caramely mm. aroma, it's got a coffee aroma. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I'm going to go in for the sip. Oh, that's delightful. Yeah, it's not as sweet as you think it would be. It's actually kind of on the dry side. Yeah. Got a little bit of caramely notes on it. And that just that touch of salt is really nice. Yeah, it really uh, accentuates all the different flavors and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That works out pretty well. Yeah, a lot drier than I was expecting. I was expecting more of like a... Kind of a Chloe, like a, a cloying uh, imperial stout kind of a thing. Yeah, but... I, was saying, I was picturing it being like, yeah, uh, sweeter, definitely stickier. But it Bam. is not. Very nice. All right, so now that we got something uh, dark and a little brutal in our system, <laughs> another nine and a half weeks. <laughs> another nine and a half weeks. Uh, again, sequel to 1986 original that starred uh, Mickey Rourke <laughs> and uh, Kim Basinger. Oh, God, the director's name. Alexander Payne, I believe. Um, but yeah, just uh, one of the great erotic thrillers of the last half century, or, uh, you know, as the trailer was saying. Who are these movies for? <laughs> you have to remember, sweetie. Yeah. Back before the internet, there was a time where arousal wasn't available in your pocket <laughs> 24 hours a day, no matter what your fetish is. There's that. So you just kind of got what was given to you <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a lot of these movies are just kind of yeah, yeah artfully done sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, just, you know, get into a little sensuality and stuff like that. Uh, this one comes from director Anne Gossard. Who's she, Steve? she, Steve? She did the Red Shoe Diaries, which, again, <laughs> Red Shoe Diaries. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. David Duchovny came Everybody from the Red Shoe Diaries. Everybody was in those, yeah. apparently. Everyone. <laughs> Everybody was in two or three of those. And, yeah, uh, everybody in Hollywood. I think you had to. If you were alive, you had to be in it. I think the Red Shoe Diaries is basically the uh, the casting couch <laughs> for most right? things in the 90s. Uh, she also did Embrace of the Vampire and Poison Ivy 2. 
Um, and then this and a bunch of shorts. She was also the editor for The Outsider, The Two Jakes, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Wow. And most recently, Idlewild. Holy shit. Right? Oh, when are we going to do Idlewild, Steve? <laughs> Coming next week. No. And of course, starring Mickey Rourke as John Gray. Yes, his last name is Gray, and he's yeah. a rich man with a lot of fetishes. Yeah. Um, like a picture of Dorian Gray, right? Yes, yes, exactly like that. <laughs> uh, and, and Painted she, in, in shades of gray, almost, you know? Yes, multiple Again. shades. Yeah. Dozens, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Also starring Angie Everhart as Leah Callot. Stephen Burkoff as Vittorio de Salva. And a little cameo from uh, Do Gray Scott as Charlie. What do we start out with, babe? Do you remember the beginning of this movie? Um, yes, uh, he is going to blow his head off. Yes. <laughs> Basically <laughs> picks up right where the other one left off, like seconds after where the other one left off. What, is it? No, I think it's yeah, because like... it's with her like walking out the door and him like putting the gun to his head and like counting no, down, right? No, 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 no. That's no. not it? No, no, this is like months later, like he's been living. No, no, but it, like the, 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 the scene with the gun... The, the first scene and the second one here. He's going to kill himself as soon as she walks out the door? Is that how the other one ended? I know. I'm pretty sure that's how the other no. one ended. Like, he, she walks out the door and then he's going to kill himself. No, that can't be. No. That's the stupidest fucking ending ever. I don't remember that. Being pretty funny. sure it has a stupid ending, Steve. Well, of course it has a stupid then ending. Then how did it end? St- then how did it end? She left and roll credits. She left and, he and cried. it's him, like, crying into his gun. Why does he have a gun? Because he's sad. He lost the woman he loved. But he has the gun in his pocket the whole time. Like, man, I am I so happy where, up until she will. Until she decides to break up with he me. Might have <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember if he might have pulled out his butt. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm just pretty sure the end of that one is well, okay, crying I, into his. Then gun. I have more questions. Then because immediately, okay. So we start out with Mickey Rourke fidgeting around with a gun, making sure it's got bullets. Basically, playing Russian roulette with himself. And then, as soon as the credit ends, then we see a razor blade rubbing up against some nipples of a hot, busty blonde chick. Did you forget the part where he pulls the trigger and it doesn't go off? Oh, well. And then he starts his search? No, he was a ghost the whole time. Isn't that the twist? It's end a Jacob's Ladder scenario, Steve! <laughs> when are we going to do that? Sorry, movie? he plays Russian roulette, as I said before. Okay. Pulls the trigger and it doesn't go off. Spoiler alert, he's still alive for the rest of the movie. <laughs> there, there's that, is that good now? Yes. But yes, razors and nipples. <laughs> yes, razors and nipples. Sweetie, I got a question for you. Yes. Is no, that hot? No, 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 no. You want to know the quickest way to make a lady's vagina just like dry up like the Sahara Desert? Pull out a fucking razor blade around her even, nipples. Even if it's like one of those no, uh, Gillette Mach no, 3s or no, the, the little Venus no, things for your canceled. legs. And, False. No. Fake news. I don't know, Steve. Are fingers up your butt erotic? No. Are licking I mean, eyeballs erotic? I mean, I, I've been told they could be, but... How about if I pour some hot wax on your nipples? No. Is that hot? It's very hot. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we see Mickey Rourke basically just check the fuck out, just rubbing razor blades on <laughs> on a blonde's bare nipple. And then he gets bored with it, apparently, and walks to the window and sees a carriage horse dying. Yeah. Um, Just leaving her there blindfolded yeah. uh room service lady comes in <laughs> and says oh excuse me like yeah come on in or no no she like knocks on the door he's like yeah come on in and she sees this whole scene going on is like oh sorry i'll come back and then like nobody <laughs> says anything right? and it's like at this point it's like 
Oh, this is really going to turn into a porn here, I think. Because kind of right? a, kind of a yeah. cute housekeeping lady. Yeah. And then, yeah, all the cops show up to watch the horse die, apparently. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. And I've written down, it's too damn dark for all this nudity. <laughs> I, I want to see nudity, not silhouettes of nudity. <laughs> right? Oh, but Steve, it's not, it's not porn. It's erotic drama. Ugh. Who are these movies for? We're porn bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, we'll insight into my psyche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that explains a lot now. <laughs> Sex is funny, Steve. It sure is. Sometimes. <laughs> The blonde says, will that be cash or charge? Oh, okay. Ah, yeah, we got it now. Yeah. And then, and as she's walking away, she's like, by the way, who's Elizabeth? You kept saying her name or something, and he doesn't answer. And she just walks away. Like, she, yep. like basically, like, it pants to him, turns back, and it's her, like, already halfway, doors closing in the elevator. Care. I don't care. Bye. I'm just here for exposition. Yeah. It has to go somewhere, darling. <laughs> Yeah, and I love how like he's like sitting in a chair and it like zooms in on him just being all depressed, mm -hmm. and he just kind of falls asleep, and then they start pulling back and he's on the flight to Paris. Like yeah. he just fell asleep and woke up on a flight to Paris because <laughs> he's a billionaire and apparently yeah. that's a thing. Yeah, they don't mention what he does in this one, and I had to look it up because I didn't right. remember from the other one. I'm just like, oh, so he's just like Bruce Wayne rich? Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's a uh, a Wall Street trader. Yeah, but still, Wall Street Trader would be like, eh, occasionally he's got to check in on his investments and stuff like that, I think right? He's just too rich for that. I think he pays people to check his investments now. Maybe, maybe he delegates well. Yeah. All right, but but still, like like in this movie, like it's never explained. You assume like he's yeah. some sort of art guy because everything revolves around art and fashion and going to Paris and blah blah blah. I was sort of expecting him to be a fraud, like like the, like the reveal <laughs> right. to be that like he'd actually lost all his money, like he'd spent it all looking for Elizabeth or something, yeah. or she like stole it all from him, and that like he was just basically writing on his name and reputation. Yeah, well, yeah basically, like like the Gray family is a lot like the Waynes in the Batman universe. Yeah. Like, there's two ways Bruce Wayne could have gone. He could have become a crime fighting superhero. Or whatever the fuck this guy is, you know, rubbing razors on prostitutes and yeah. playing Russian roulette and who says Bruce jer Wayne jerking off into a toaster. Who I don't says know what that he Bruce does. Wayne isn't doing that when what? he's not Batman? That's not he's obviously into weird shit, Steve. It's not expressed in the comics that often. <laughs> well, you're buying the wrong comics. You have to get them from he, the curtain section, it, honey. Yeah, you have to read the subtext. I mean, he, <laughs> he keeps nubile teenage boys around. Yeah. Occasionally blondes will come in, you know, mm -hmm. for appearances. Come and, come and go. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We asked this question on our podcast before. We many times. <laughs> <laughs> many, many times. So we wake up, we go to Paris. Mm -hmm. There's an art auction. And there is, I mean, I'm not an art critic by any means. But uh, <laughs> they say art is in the eye of the beholder. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. This shit is pretty ridiculous. I, I, sweetie, as, as the one in the room with an art degree, oh, what, yeah. what would you think of the art that was being sold by elizabeth mcgraw you know what good for her making turn a profit right good for her it's um you know what it is it's the stuff people want art to be they want it to be Different. well executed like i mean technically the skills are all there technically all yeah. the skills are hit it is well executed like you can't critique it that way uh the subject matter for me not that interesting it Having gone to art school, it's kind of a cop-out. It's exaggerated human forms, a little bit on the grotesque side. 
Weirdly, there's a huge market for that. People sort of want well-executed but kind of ugly art. I think because people who... There's a whole group of people, in my opinion, I might be wrong, but who want to have art that when people walk in and go, oh, you go, oh, you just don't get it. You just, you don't see the the beauty behind the flaws. She's exaggerating the flaws of the humans. Yeah, whatever. Their soul yeah. is a tree and the roots are whatever bullshit. Like, whatever. <laughs> I draw I draw drunken cats. <laughs> you're, you're asking the wrong artist. That's true. Um, <laughs> however, we may need to get into that because apparently that first one sold for $800,000. Right? And there was actually a bidding war going on between not just... Oh, there were like four people in on that. Not just Bruce Wayne. I'm sorry, uh, John Gray. But I, I have a painting of a naked lady riding a dinosaur I did. Yeah, right? <laughs> Opening bid starts at 30 grand. That's a bargain, guys. Yeah. Hit us up on YLFM. Yeah, lady Gwyneth Velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so that sells. Um, and he's looking around for Elizabeth. Because apparently this is an exhibition of her work. Um, and he finds a blonde up in the front row, but he's just chilling in the back waiting until the auction's over. She just never turns his head, no matter how much money he spends. Oh, and he spends all of the motherfucking <sighs> money. It, there's like, it's like a montage of, I don't know, a dozen or so different things that are sold. And everything's like, 500000 600000 400000 blah, blah, blah. He probably dropped $5 million on this that is where I was certain. Shit. I was certain it was all going to end up being uh, a fraud. Like it, yep. like, like it was because he also has. We're going to cut too soon. Like he's just ridiculously extravagant hotel room that like looks like something out of Versailles. Like I was waiting at the end of this for it to start snowballing and being like, "So, sir, you never gave us your credit card, or your credit card on file was declined." And yeah. like, Oh, sir. <laughs> oh no, you got to so... talk to my other guy. Blah blah blah. Here's yeah. The... Like I was waiting for it to all start coming unravel. This is also where I should have known the twist immediately. The blonde's not her. Well, no, I knew that. <laughs> Obviously, it's okay. The blonde isn't Elizabeth. It's just some other chick. You know, mm. spoiler alert: Kim Basinger doesn't show up in this movie. What? Uh, and that's also why it's like, oh, that's why everything was selling at I don't know a thousand times what it should have sold for. God, this it, should, just should, we, so should long. we wait? Should we wait? Yeah, let's wait. All right, never mind. All right. Yeah, but there's a voluptuous redhead who's very interested yeah. in Mr. Gray's activities. The redheads, I fucking the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the blonde turns around. It's not Elizabeth. It's just yeah. some, some other French art blonde. Chick. And like, oh, oh well. And he wanders off, and uh, he he follows the redhead because mm -hmm. she's wearing a shawl that looks like Elizabeth's one that he gave to Elizabeth. Yeah. And so he chases her down like. Excuse me, where where did you get that? It's just a gray shawl. It is like the most like boring piece of fabric in the universe. Yeah. It's there's nothing distinctive about it. So probably three thousand dollars someone paid for it. Jesus Christ. You know what? The more boring things are, the more people tend to pay for them. <laughs> like something with really cool like patterning and all of that, you can get at Walmart for like four dollars. But yeah, if you just want like flat gray piece of fabric apparently it just drapes magic magically i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know but um, it's at this point i've written down there's a lot of adr exposition in this movie but i think it's because okay this is all filmed like in paris like in these giant palatial estates and museums oh, yeah. and stuff so i assume like all the original audio is like it's there's unusable. a lot of a lot of heels on marble and stuff going mm -hmm. on just echoing echoes yeah so they had to fix it in post which okay i get it i get it but yeah it's basically um this girl uh, it's angie everhart you know as as leah 
Leah basically says, oh, yes, I knew Elizabeth. We were friends, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and she is... gave me this, this shawl because she knew I liked it. Yeah, we, we immediately hit it off, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, this is my assistant, uh, Claire, and blah, 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 blah. Nobody knows exactly where she is. I hear she's in Tangiers and all kinds of bullshit. Yeah, she married a rich guy and moved to Tangiers. I'm not gonna lie. I also thought here the twist was gonna be the redhead was her lover. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm pretty I thought sure that was implied, were. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it wasn't out and out said. Out. Maybe it was later in the movie or something. But yeah, it was pretty much implied that they were friends. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to, like, the next day, they meet up at the, the modeling agency or the fashion agency, wherever yeah. the hell they work. It's very so vague. she's a fashion designer, and yeah. then her, like, business partner was, uh, Vin- Vittorio. Vittorio. Yeah. So he's, like, kind of the businessy end of it. So they're partners. She does the designing, he, like, gets all the shit taken care of, and then they have a shared assistant. Cute little French girl. Yeah. Yeah, Vittorio, uh, played by Stephen Burkoff. Who's he, Steve? The bad guy from Beverly Hills Cop. You'll recognize his face when you see him. Yeah, guys. yeah. He's a yeah. character actor who's in a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, but, but obviously it's 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 Versace, basically, is what he's yeah. supposed to be. And I really think they wanted somebody like Malcolm McDowell or like yeah. Tim Curry or some like over the top guy just going. Oh, oh yeah, his whole character is supposed to be completely over over the top, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed him. Yeah, he totally ate up the scenery, oh, <laughs> and, like yeah. everything he was in. But yeah. It, it, basically he's asking Leah like where's Elizabeth what can you tell me about her blah 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 and she's like you know what I'm at work right now should maybe we should have breakfast sometime <laughs> let's let's do that yeah. and and apparently word gets around he's like oh you're John Gray I've mm. heard about you everyone's heard about him apparently Elizabeth just ran all over Paris going John Gray's a great fuck <laughs> John Gray's the greatest cocksmith in all of the western world <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty ridiculous but you know he has a reputation uh, but then Mickey Rourke starts uh, stalking her Angel Heart style oh, and yeah. just following her everywhere and oh, yeah. and following uh, her assistant Claire and that that gets a little weird because I can't tell if Claire's supposed to be like seventeen or like twenty seven or just petite. I think she's just petite. She's just like a petite French gal. Like she's not seventeen. I feel like yeah, she's like she's like twenty five. She really just wants to be in the fashion industry but she just can't get that break she's just always the assistant yeah nobody really takes her seriously they kind of abuse her and she doesn't have enough she she gets abused by everybody we also get some clips in here in and out of the movie of her being abused by her boyfriend and i think it's just kind of one of those things that like she's not empowered yeah nobody's ever empowered her and i was really i was hoping that that her arc would make something would happen with her character arc somebody would empower some things happen but we'll we'll get to that i guess follows leah to her home and basically watches her (laughs) take a bath (laughs) no she like starts changing or getting undressed or whatever vittorio shows up he's like come on my darling we've got a party to go to and she's like i don't want to go to a party it's bullshit and like i just want to take a bath and i'm like (laughs) Oh, of course you do. Why? Why wouldn't you want to just take a bath? Mm. <laughs> but yeah, and then that leads to nothing. Basically, next morning they meet up for breakfast, and I, I don't know what that building was, but it was fucking awesome. Like, I want to say it was. Oh, it was the, uh, the. Do I not have it written down? It was like the museum. Was it the Arabic Museum, Arabic Institute, or something, yeah, something like, like that? that. It, yeah, they go and have lunch on the, roo- on yeah. the, the rooftop. Yeah, yeah, and that was pretty cool. I had a view of, like, the oh, yeah. no- Notre Dame and the River Sign and, like, all kinds of shit. But I'm like, that's where they're having breakfast? 
rich people, Steve. They live in a world that we are not we are not privy to. Oh yeah, that's right. That's where Claire gets the call from Vittorio, like, where is she? I need her here now. Like, oh, I don't know. You know, sometimes she shows up late. I totally thought that was going to lead to something where, like, the assistant was going to, like, fuck her over and, like, oh, I guess I'll take the job now. Ha oh, like, ha. Right. But, nah. Yeah, no, that doesn't fine. turn out. <laughs> it was fine. Apparently, I was expecting a far more interesting movie. <laughs> I know. You and I really could have could have come up with something. Oh, yeah, and this is the best part. Like, so they sit down for breakfast, and he's like, all right, tell me what you know about it. Oh, yeah, she's married and in Tangiers, blah, blah, blah. And he, like, asks another question. He's like, sorry, John, I gotta go. Like, they haven't even ordered. They haven't even done anything. Oh, no, she, when they sit, he, she, when he sits down, there's two cups of coffee, and she goes, I, uh, I went ahead and ordered for us. Oh, but okay. yeah, but then yeah, she like just gets up and leaves, and then and he follows her, and it's like so nobody's paying this check. You already have rolls <laughs> and cups of coffee. Like, come on, guys, come on. Uh, then yeah, there's the whole scene where uh, he goes back to the, uh, I, I guess the presidential suite he's staying in, and he like smashes a snow globe and throws the painting down and has a, a fucking tissy fit. But then I guess he gets another call, or no, he gets that letter basically from leah saying they got have to meet at like the bastille or something like that yeah so then we go cut to the bastille by the way did i mention this was shot in paris because everything is like every major thing i'm not gonna lie i was kind of excited that like they actually did some shooting on like location that that, that is the best part about this movie is the background not the plot (laughs) you know all right so here's the thing we we watched this this was an easier movie to watch than um basic instinct 2 but it's very similar where it's yeah, like yeah. beautifully mean, yeah. shot, but just the story's so kind of... I found yeah. this one easier to get through. The other one, I like, I halfway through, I was fucking tapped out. But in the end, I think that was a more interesting story. Like, if yeah. they could have, like, yeah, honestly, totally. this director could have had that story. Yeah. yeah we would have ended up out. with a fucking garbage fire of a movie. <laughs> and then a pretty decent movie. Uh, so they show up, they talk a little bit, and they start making out. Right there in the middle of the Bastille. And then randomly she just starts fucking screaming for help. Yeah. And like some tourist people show up and they're like, hey, is this guy bothering you? And she's like, I guess, I guess he's fine. Blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, hey, stay out of your own business. Whatever. And I love how the guy's like, you're an American guy. You ought to know better. Right? It's like, really? Back when they thought (laughs) Americans knew better. Uh, Only 20 years ago. (laughs) Uh, and it's at, at this point where she drops the thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I read Elizabeth's journal. Something she got called it nine and a half weeks. Apparently half of Paris has read it and knows you're the greatest cocksmith ever. All right. And then we instantly transport to a techno rave across mm-hmm. town. <laughs> yeah, but at the rave, uh, the assistant Claire and her boyfriend Charlie are there too. But then Charlie starts getting, getting a little aggressive because apparently he wants to he wants a little more or something. I don't know. Apparently they've only been dating a while and haven't done the deed. I don't know. But he uh, ends up going to the bathroom. <laughs> with, uh, the ladies' bathroom when uh, Char- Claire is like trying to get away. And Mickey Rourke sees it and he's like, oh, I'm going to beat his ass. And he does. He just basically walks in like, hey, what's going on? Flap, flap, flap. Starts beating the shit out of Charlie. Yeah. And then instantly hit. <laughs> Here's the best part. Him and Leah, they get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Especially when Charlie comes out afterwards and is like, I'll fucking kill yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the poor assistant, she's getting the shit beat out of her in the bathroom. Her boss's fuck toy comes in and saves her. 
And then they both abandon her yep. there with the guy who's beating the shit out of her. Yep. Oh, by the way, now he's pissed off because now he's bleeding his own blood. Now, to be fair, I'm sure security escorted him out of the building and or called the cops, that kind of a thing. Still, but, like, but still, it was just such a shit move. Like, they should have grabbed her. I'm sorry. Yeah. But no, they have to go get high and fuck. <laughs> yeah, then they go to the uh, eyes wide shut fucking party <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Uh, where they where they have the uh, the dreidel gambling, <laughs> so yeah. I was like, dreidel, "Oh, I'm in, dreidel, I'm in, let's do this." <laughs> and they start drinking fucking absinthe, and yeah, he gets robbed at one point. Oh yeah, that's but right. Then the security guard gives him his money back. Yeah, well, the other thing, like like she's like, "Give me some money, I'm gonna do some gambling." And oh, she's like, a, Give "I'm me gonna some lose, money. I'm gonna all, lose all of it." He's like, "You can't lose all my money," and I'm like, oh, "Because you're fucking Batman? What what are we talking about?" He's <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And he's just got like stacks of hundreds in his pocket like yeah there's like the belly dancing going on and and, yeah i've written down a couple times what do you do (laughs) and i think that's when we started googling that's when we googled it we're just like this is obscene he's a drug dealer steve it's all drugs i mean that would make more sense not gonna lie he'd have more security if his drug dealer they're smarter than that yeah, by the way, maybe he, has, maybe he, has he no stays key. in the shadows. Like, like he's maybe. like Eisenberg. No one knows what he looks like. Just yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, he almost can't all be La Barbie or El Barbie. El Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, El Barbie, Google, Google it. <laughs> it is amazing. When I are they making that movie? Uh, they've been talking about it for years, and they always want to get like Chris Hemsworth to like, play Marky La Barbie. Mark wouldn't be a pretty good one. Eh. They kind of the blonde, like long blonde they hair. They can bleach his tips. He's had bleached tips before. <laughs> he, can, he can wear a wig. I've seen Rockstar. Yeah, anyway. one of the Hemsworths. Yeah, something. Yeah. Oh, love Barbie. But, oh. but, but that's that's for another week. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy but, drug dealer yeah. month. <laughs> yeah. We wish you forgot Chris Hemsworth was in. That's actually a legit month idea. Oh my god! Got going on. Oh my god! Hey, Black Hat. Who's that, Steve? Remember when Thor was the hacker in a Michael Mann movie? Oh Jesus Christ! I'm still waiting for that to come nope. out in theaters. Apparently it happened years ago. Yes, yeah, Steve. That's on my to watch in theaters list. Yeah. Oh, that came out four years ago? Oh, that came out in 2014? Oh, shit. Where was I? And Ron Scandal? No. <laughs> Watching Thor Dark World or something. But yeah, okay. So Johnny yeah, gets robbed, but then turns around. The doorman basically stops him there and hands him the money back. And then they like walk out the door... And Leah almost gets hit by a fucking BMW who's going 40 mm-hmm. miles an hour oh, yeah. down a dark alley. <laughs> oh, like a little tiny one lane, like walking road, cobblestone. Yeah. Um, and then she's like all drunk on absinthe or whatever. So she's like, mm-hmm. chase me, chase me. Running through fucking hobo Paris. Oh, Like through yeah. the canals and shit. Uh, it, and I'm just like, go home drunk girl, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but of course that leads uh, to one of the first sexy scenes of the movie where... She's basically, like, giving him a lap dance up against a fucking dingy-ass, like, aqueduct wall. And they got yeah. the, the pipes with, like, the, the steam vents coming out. I'm like, that's not a real thing. What what purpose does that even serve? <laughs> no purpose. Um, no but, purpose. But, you know, it's background for for what turns from a lap dance into forced entry, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's up against the wall. It is. Mm. It does not look fun. Uh, but it lasts all of about 40 seconds. So. She seems to like it, so... Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's it, heard all about him. She's read all about him. She wants it. Yeah. So then we go to the next morning back at his presidential suite, and we see all of his velvet jackets. Oh my god! Yes, she's <laughs> now, going through his closet. 
Oh, Steve, you need velvet jackets. Uh, you know, uh, and and it, and it's like okay, he's right now the presidential suite, so yeah, he's gonna bring some clothes with him. Blah blah blah. Maybe maybe he got a few things while he was there. He was planning on being there for like three or four days to like see Elizabeth and then head back home, preferably with her, kind of a thing. Why does he have twenty fucking velvet jackets? exclusively he, in his closet he bought them while he was there when in steve when in paris gotta buy velvet jackets oh, he probably got them at the airport it's a cliche for a reason steve yeah when are we getting you some velvet jackets <laughs> i don't know soon but uh <laughs> and then we get the sexy pajama dance from yeah. angie everhart put putting on his pjs and just yeah. in the building and filling herself and just oh, taking yeah. his tie well, he and... pretends to sleep <laughs> basically taint drying with yeah. his tie <laughs> <laughs> see what would you do if I rubbed your tie in my junk <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't think I would take it to work and be like what what's that what's that order it's like oh hashtag secured headfish <laughs> <laughs> for lunch ugh <laughs> uh. Fantastic. So, <laughs> so okay. And so then after that, she goes off to work. John spends the day with her assistant. Yep. Just kind of wandering around Paris and filling an exposition, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was, like, waiting for somebody to be like, oh, yeah, no, we're assigning her to you since you're, like, our honored guest or something. Yeah, yeah show, show them around town. You know, I got shit to do, but I'll, I'll let you know if anything gets out of hand. I'll, yeah. I'll page you or, you know, whatever it is in 97. Right. <laughs> she's got a cell phone. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. A couple times. That's right. She's got like, she, I think she's got like a razor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not even one of those bricks. Like, it's a legit, like, flip phone. Do you phone remember when razors came out? Oh, yeah. I never top had of one. Too bad, babe. I know. I had, I had the Nokia bar of soap. Yeah. Oh, and they go to the uh, the the cafe or whatever, and the guy yeah. with his little dog. I like places with dogs in it. Right, and then there's like a guy dressed as like a French vampire, yeah. with a full cape who gets yes. up and leaves, like gives them a shit look and leaves, and they both just start laughing. By the well, way, well, not enough capes. Yeah. By the way, that guy that was leaving with the cape or whatever. Yeah. He was probably going to the next scene, which was the fucking fashion show yeah. that they were running. So yeah, we get this big fashion show with all the crazy anorexic angry looking models. models yeah it's just horrible outfits in my opinion i don't know this is, Again, thing, like, this artist... is like like her beautiful top of the like this is her you know this is her collection it honestly just looked like a bunch of modified bathing suits and yeah. like ways to like show off nipples which i mean fine whatever but they don't really have any yeah, yeah, there was there was something where it's like, oh, this is top of the line, and it's like, oh yeah, she's wearing a white bra and one of those like see-through white t-shirts and jeggings. None of it looked like crazy fashion, but is that because we live in crazy fashion well, now? Like, was this crazy fashion in '97? Uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe, but, but yeah, we, we also there, there were a lot in... of things where it's like, yeah, wearing a bikini thing and it's got like fucking shoulder pads. You have to remember too, though, Steve. We're broken. We live in San Francisco, where like the there was the shirt that like came below her nipples, like just to show off, like yeah. her nipples. That's something you would just see somebody wearing on Bart. So yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, whatever fashion that's, show. That's what the gal at CVS wears while she's checking you out. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me. Just look at my nipples, but don't look at them. My nipples don't, are don't objectify me. My nipples are here for me, and I can show them if I want, but you don't get to just look at them. Yeah, I 
yeah, a lot of that kind of weird shit going on. Uh, and of course, it gets you need to normalize riot- the nipple, Steve. Normalize the nips. Normalize the nipple. But yeah, the fashion show gets riotous applause because this yeah. is a movie. Oh yeah. And then we go to the after party because, mm-hmm. as you know, after the party, it's the after party, and it's another eyes wide shut party. It is, and this one may have fucking vampires in it. Everybody I... looked like a fucking vampire. Yeah, and everybody was like on some sort of downer because everything was moving like extra slow, slow yeah. and a lot of lot of a uh, lot of gay overtones in this one. Like I know yeah, it's yeah, a fashion show, yeah, but it still was like a lot of lot of sexual or. Uh, gender ambiguity mm-hmm. and yeah well and it seemed to like really focus on so there was like a scene in the first one where like he makes her like cross-dress and then somebody like confuses them for being a gay couple and they get into a fight at a bar or something. oh yeah that's right that's right and yeah, then there's yeah. like a weird scene that lasts a long time with like him checking out like a gay couple are we supposed to think that like he like wants to try that but he's afraid to or something or i, I don't know like there's they kind of keep hinting it that, like, he'll just fuck anything that moves. Pretty much. Because he like, can. Because yeah. he's rich. It's yeah. fine. If he wants to live a Bowie lifestyle, like, I'm cool with it. But you guys oh, just yeah. need to, like, own up to it. Don't, don't, don't pussyfoot around it. Yeah. So, yeah, so then we get into some weird stuff that, yeah, you were saying the guy who yeah. was, like, strapped. Like, strapped the to the, the turntable. Stra- it was a girl, right? Was it a girl? I think it was a girl. Uh, anyway, the, the human being. Was yeah. uh, tied to it, and they were, like, pouring the hot wax from a candle on him. Yeah, and she was, like, uh, orgasming or, or something, and yeah, and every, just watching. Everybody's just standing and fucking watching. It's I'm like, entertainment. I, I'd be like, what else you got? Where's the bar at? You know? <laughs> this, is, this is not my scene. <laughs> so, wait, you don't want to see somebody strapped to a merry-go-round getting hot wax poured on their nips? Not that particular they, person. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple others. I'd be like, hey, I'll check this out. Huh. That looks kind of painful. So if it's like scar Scarjo? Yeah, I was going to say, it'd be like, I'd be more focused on like, oh, look at them titties. Nice. <laughs> Get the wax off those titties. I just want to yeah. see the titties. Ah, ah, no, you're hurting them. <laughs> I love you. You're just so compassionate for the titties. Right? He just wants to, you know, I'm gently. Just, I'm just trying to normalize the nips. He just wants to gently hold them like a baby chick and, yeah. you know, nurture them. <laughs> Feed them occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> So, so then they go behind a beaded curtain to find mm-hmm. find a room. Um, is it a room or is it a cage? It, it's no, it's not a cage. It's <laughs> it's sort of a cage. It's it's, it's it, I, what a it's a studio it a that's separated by beaded curtains. Is it a dog kennel? No. Off the side, <laughs> it's kind of a dog no, kennel. Babe, it, it is not. It is a studio. It's basically separated with the beaded curtains. It's a because cubicle. apparently anyone can come in at any fucking time, as we find out. It's a cubicle. Yeah, it, pretty much. It's a sex cubicle. It's a sex cubicle, yeah. <laughs> so many fresh hashtags. We got normalize the nips and sex cubicle. But yeah, Leah blindfolds John. Mm-hmm. Uh, lays him down. And that's when Claire comes in. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Now, sweetie, would you bang someone with your boss? Think hard. I mean... Of all the bosses I've had, my boss right now is not bad looking, but like, I just, I still, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little bit prudish that way. I'm also insanely jealous, so I feel like it would be unsafe for both of us, because I'm not nice when I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, most of my bosses, oh, fuck no. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're a personal assistant, Steve, things get personal. 
<laughs> very personal, apparently. But he's blindfolded. Yeah, and, and they do like that. Yeah, the they do a whole dance and yeah, like a synchronized like grind session. Number. Yeah. By the way, neither of them are getting anything from that because they're doing it like synchronized. Yeah, and, and yeah, he's just blindfolded, lying there. He, he, he's mm-hmm. probably just like here's music if the music is even there. And he's oh, just he like, probably hears something. Uh, like, ah, 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 yeah, yeah and they're like giggling or whatever. Like, ah, 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 uh, okay. And so they get down, they start, like, taking his clothes off and, like, filling them up. They do eventually take his little mask off. Taking his blindfold off. And then he instantly pops up, so what happened to Elizabeth? And I'm like, what What the fuck is going on? Why would you say that name? Yeah. (laughs) It it was basically that voice. He was like, why would you say that? (sighs) This this cock teasing is over. (laughs) Where's Elizabeth? I don't have a threesome with two hot French women. I want to know where my ex-girlfriend is. Yeah, and then... And then immediately, like, you hear Vittorio, like, pops up in the corner, and he's like, you haven't told him, have you? What What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> By the way, neither of them are, like, even, like, bothered at all. Yeah, they're just like, 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 oh, hey, Vittorio. In the corner. <laughs> By the way, Steve, have you ever been within inches of getting a blowjob yes. and then asked oh. where your ex-girlfriend was? No. <laughs> no. Wait. Hold on. No, no. I Has have not. any man been within like like mouth open towards cock and been like, "So, have you seen my ex girlfriend?" Yes. <laughs> or is that something you wait till after? I usually wait till after, and then it's like just out of curiosity. <laughs> like, I just <laughs> yeah, I uh, it's weird, but and this is where we find out <gasps> Elizabeth was dead the whole time. <laughs> No, uh, apparently she, like, committed suicide? Like, she, she left, OD'd. like, a sexy suicide... Over- yeah, she OD'd, but she also had, like, yeah, she had, like a, a suicide s- note. That was... Provocative. That, yeah, that that was was basically the first movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess her journal's kind of, like... It, it comes off like a fucking sexy suicide note or whatever. But yeah, she died of an overdose. Got strung out on those bad drugs. Which ones, Steve? You know damn well which you ones. You know damn well which ones. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and that's right. And then they go to the. For some reason, they decide to go to the bad part of town. Uh, were they like she looking wants, for the dealer or something? She. Like that? Uh, so she wants to show him the exact place where she bought. She used to buy. Elizabeth used to buy the drugs. Why? They found her in a seedy motel room, but I know it was this place that killed her. And so yeah, they're like, "This is the drug den. I'm gonna follow behind me. You know, ten feet. Yeah. I'm gonna take a corner. Oh no, I'm getting raped in the courtyard. Yeah. Uh, and I've written down, wait, is that robber in pigtails? Because <laughs> yes, there was a robber was. in pigtails. Honey, he's on drugs. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, actually, those two guys looked like guys strung out in drugs who hang out in front of my work. They're just extras. Yeah. They, they, I think they were just like legitimate like homeless guys, and they were like, hey, you want to make 50 bucks and some cocaine? We got the good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so, but John, you know, brandishes his firearm, which, by the way, he has a firearm in France. Good for him. He's an American, um, of course. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> what, Steve, pre nine eleven, like oh, if you're yeah. an American visiting Paris, they're like, "Oh, here is gun. We, you know, here's oh, your gun back. Thank <laughs> you for not using it on the flight. Like, oh, here, you know, here's your gun. I hope you feel more at home." <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Chases the robbers off basically, and they drive back. There's a scene where like them on the freeway or whatever, just showing them driving. There is a Mercedes Benz crawled all the way up their oh, asshole, tailing them. By the way, he is also a terrible driver. Like, every scene where he's parking is him just slamming on the brakes and sliding into the spot. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think he knew, in real life knew how to drive that car. 
Maybe. Also, it was really, really obvious when they pulled up to the drive to the, the, oh, the scene. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't him driving. It was not him driving. Yeah, because like, yeah, it showed her walking down the alley, and then it would cut to and, and then it, him it, entering like from the like f- from the right side of the yeah, screen towards the car. Yeah, just getting out of the car where she's already like half mile. No, down he the didn't road. even get out of the car. He just, he entered from the right side of the screen and then walked up the side of the car. Like, oh jeez, because that's when I was like. Oh shit! He like they didn't even try and hide the fact he. I don't think he can drive a stick. <laughs> yeah. But and John's being mopey as fuck. Yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. that's his character apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we interrupt his moping for bath time. <laughs> yeah, let's get away, just the two of us. Oh no, he said it. Let's yeah, get away, just yeah, get away, just the two of us. And together. so they apparently bought a palatial French estate, yeah. and so uh, she's in the bath and she like dunks her head underwater, and he starts soaping her up while yeah. in like. His full suit no, still. He's got like a fucking like crystal serving right, dish yes. or whatever with what I assume is shampoo, but it some white liquid. White viscous fluid. It just start pouring, pouring a little bit into her hair and like mixing it in. Where I'm like, that'd better be fucking shampoo. So Steve, <laughs> I gotta ask. I'm gonna ask this to all our podcast people. Tweet us. Is shampooing a girl's hair hot? No. Do you want to shampoo my hair, Steve? No. Do you no. want me to get naked in a tub and you just rub? Yes. White oh. stuff in my hair. <laughs> well, I mean, now you're asking a different question. But, but like, do you do you want to be my my stylist? Not really. I have a lot of hair. It's a lot of work. It's not even about that. It's just I don't care. I've pulled I've pulled <laughs> tendons washing my hair. <laughs> like, That's. I I've like hurt my finger. Like you got Aww. stuck. I have too much hair. <laughs> too much hair, you poor thing. I know. Hey, if anybody wants some hair out there, I will happily cut it off and give it to you. And if you think I'm joking, you will get a box of hair in the mail. <laughs> I've done it before. Is this some sort of threat? What is this? <laughs> yeah. uh, we then go to the bed of roses. For, mm-hmm. By the way, okay, so the whole thing... Uh, throwing rose petals on the bed. I'm going to throw some dead plants on your bed yeah. so you can so roll around in them. Do you want to roll around in some dead plants? It's like, I guess as long as it's not like the thorny branches or anything, it's hot. But I... I, I the... Basically, it's like, here, let's fuck on potpourri. <laughs> right? <laughs> I feel like she's going to get, like, rubbed into the sheets. It's going to end up in crevices you don't want it in. Hey, that's housekeeping's problem. <laughs> not when it's stuck in my crevices. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> housekeeping, I have a problem! <laughs> Excuse me. Housekeeping, there's a nook you didn't dust. <laughs> <laughs> Get the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, cause... Uh, and then this is where... Okay, so there's the scene in the original nine and a half weeks where they basically camp out in front of a fridge and start pouring milk and cheese and grape jelly <laughs> and I don't know, what else? It's been parodied in, like, everything. every everything from Don't Be a Menace in the South Central while drinking your juice in the hood to... <laughs> I like that. Admit it, you're impressed. Uh, <laughs> I am... I'm impressed you said the whole thing. I thought, usually you just call it drinking your juice in the hood yeah. or something. <laughs> Don't be a menace. Yeah, Don't be yeah, a menace. Yeah. But, yeah, all in, like, hot shots, like, all that kind of stuff. But... I'm not going to lie, the one in hot shots might be my favorite parody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the, like, sizzling bacon and stuff. <laughs> Even the Drew Carey show did it. We have not gotten that far in that. But, oh, that's right. Uh, you, haven't, you haven't seen that one, but I've described it to you. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there's a great one. Yeah. But in this one... They start pouring wine on each other. They're still in the other. bed, covered yeah, still, in flowers. Still in the bed, she, covered in potpourri. Wine. He covered, so he covers her in potpourri, and then he like throws the dish at her. So yeah. the dish is like at her feet. They keep cutting to the dish for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then he pours wine on her, and she's like rubbing it into her nipples. Then he pours honey on her. Yeah. 
And then she rubs that in while still covered in flowers and in wine. Is it, Steve, is that hot? I mean, visually, I mean, it's glistening and all that kind of weird stuff. I can't possibly see how that would feel good. Yeah, I don't... Something about being covered in honey just doesn't appeal to me. Honey and flower petals? Uh, Yeah, flower petals and... (laughs) Honey and weeds. (laughs) And dripping with booze. I mean, I'm not driving. Also, that mattress is going to have to be burned. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The... (laughs) I hope hope they lay down a tarp. (laughs) Do you want ants? Because this is how you get ants. rubber sheets on it like you yeah, exactly kids. like little bed wetter sheets like <laughs> hey, we're traveling with kids <laughs> no um and then it was at this time he pulled out the cigar and lit it and i'm like oh no yeah oh no oh, yeah things are gonna get weird oh uh he spoiler just he it. just smokes it <laughs> <laughs> but but i was scared <laughs> this is gonna get dark and then we magically transport to her place, I think. I think it's another room in this palatial estate. Is I don't. It? I really don't know. Yeah, because her place has all the glass globes and shit. This didn't have that. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. They all also right. keep cutting to a snow globe with the Eiffel Tower in it. Is that from the first movie? I don't remember. I don't re- think so. I don't... It's But it's in everywhere. He's got one in his hotel room. She has one in her bedroom. There's one in her office. They're everywhere. They keep cutting to them. Nobody explains it, though. Yeah. Well, then there's the... Okay, and this is also the scene where she starts saying the... Uh, I'm at a whorehouse in Chicago in 1952, and I'm a man with a problem. Like, quoting something... I. Th- think from the first movie but yeah. i don't recall that much she, she she says it a bunch of times and it's like okay you know i'm gonna go ahead and say this the way to not get a guy hard is to say a quote from his dead girlfriend yeah 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 was she a writer no you know she's like an artist and she was an, art, art, stuff, she was an but... art assistant or something yeah, yeah, or maybe he said it to her i don't know steve if i started saying things to you that you had said to an ex-lover of yours would, would it turn you on or would it freak you out? I'd be a little freaked out, I'm not going to lie. Like if but... I was like, do you remember that one time when Samantha crawled up into your room and gave you a glue job? <laughs> Steve? <What>? Steve? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds oh, great. Oh, yeah, no, that you're sound, totally that, that sounds great, babe. What, uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds great for dinner. <laughs> what, uh, what are we talking about? Anyway, but so, spoiler alert, she gets shut down. She does. But, all right, so so they they fuck in the weird alleyway, like, earlier. <laughs> yeah. Does he actually give her penetration after that? I mean, I assume... I don't ever see him take his I, jacket off, basically, after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I kind of think that's why she's, like, freaking... Like, she's kind of getting a little desperate. I think she's not actually thought, getting any. I assume, like, after bath time and you put... Yeah, I figure you finish her off with a honey glaze. But, but he never even took his jacket off. Jacket off. Jacket, jacket off. off. Jacket. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I mean, we don't see the penetration, that's I for sure. Yeah, but. yeah, no, but I'm just saying, like, he never even takes his shirt, like, he didn't take his jacket off, much less a shirt or anything. By the way, this movie is PG-13. No, it isn't. <laughs> that's why we don't see the full penetration. Yeah, no, and I don't need to see the full <laughs> penetration. It's just that, like, I'm, I'm thinking about it now. I'm wondering if, like, maybe that's why she's so frustrated is she's actually not getting any. Yeah, that might be. Uh, yeah, He's just not giving know. it to her. He's just teasing her. He's bringing oh, her. Oh, being covered in potpourri and honey isn't isn't getting her off. That's weird. That's yeah. Uh, ten out of ten. <laughs> anyway, 
Steve, I don't want to be drizzled in honey, and I no, don't have to clean the bed up nobody, after that. Nobody does. Winnie the Pooh doesn't want to be drizzled in honey and jerked Ooh. off. He assume. wants to lick honey off of somebody, probably. But oh, bother. If you licked all the honey up and I didn't have to clean it up, I'd be okay. <laughs> Meh. All right. <laughs> uh, speaking of weirdness, we get a nice little monologue from Vittorio over at Claire's apartment because it was needed. So Claire is packing in her underwear. Yeah. yeah. And Vittorio shows up. And by the way, honey, if you were in your boxers packing up because you're going to leave town, you're fucking done with life in general, and your boss showed up, would you throw on any more clothes or would you just leave the boxers on? <laughs> it'd be weird, but it'd be like, well, you can, I can hear you from outside. Just shut the screen. And as he's getting ready to go, Char- Charlie shows up. And he's like, he well, are, you, are you fucking him? Are you fucking him? And like off screen, you hear a couple smacks and stuff. And Vittorio uh, just leaves. Yeah, yeah. Vittorio just walks off like smug ass look on his face. Like he knows what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Poor little thing. Yeah, but yeah. So Charlie gets jealous and smacks her around. And then yeah. Claire goes to John. I don't remember what the fuck they were talking about. It was so she wants to get so. fucked. She's like, I want you to do to me what you did to Elizabeth. Whatever you did that drove her into a suicidal, drunk, uh, yeah. drug-addled stupor, I want it done to me. That's great. And he's like, all right, then I'm going to do it. I hired a male prostitute to fuck you. That's, that that's Leah, oh, okay. not Claire. Claire, the assistant, goes oh, Claire, to John. I'm sorry. I yeah. skipped ahead of scene. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, but, but yeah, that's basically the next thing after that is Leah. Like, I want you to do to me what you did to, to yeah. cause Elizabeth to commit suicide, apparently. No. Um, uh, yeah, no, I think... I think the assistant went to John because basically, like, she was like, you keep distracting my boss. My life sucks. And he was like, yeah. oh, my God, that guy beat the shit out of you. That fucking sucks. I'll take yeah. care of it. That sucks, bro. Yeah, he doesn't take care of it, but. Uh, <laughs> no, but he makes her feel better about it. Yeah, like, yeah, well, this shit happens. You'll just have to find somebody better. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, then the next scene is he sends a letter to Leah, addressed to Leah, and is basically like. Uh, oh yeah, her apartment's like filled with flowers for some reason. I don't know if it's just all the flowers from like the fashion show I think it's or what. From the fashion show, yeah. Okay. Basically, they kind of hint at after the fashion show, she just like disappears because that's what Vittorio and the uh, the assistant were talking about was that um, she's ba- like she should be riding this high and doing all this publicity, and she's off like just fucking moping. a sweet t- toy. And so then she gets a letter and it says, "Go to the hotel Lux. No cops, no funny stuff. I don't know something like yeah. that." And that's where we going to a seedy fucking room in a seedy mm-hmm. fucking hotel in paris and john's in there sitting on a chair yeah and there's mirrors everywhere and he basically is just like all right sit in the chair get on your hands and knees i do know this, this game i read all about it all right i'm going to introduce you to my friend bruno here who Wait, what yeah this guy standing behind you in the corner who, who's in the most stereotypical Parisian sailor oh outfit it ever? It was offensively Parisian. <laughs> his his name might as well have been Pepe Le Pew. Right. It was. It was like that is offensive. How it was Parisian he had a, sailor he had a it is. Neckerchief. He had no. He had that long ass scarf. That's right. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's gonna choke himself on it. He had a, a navy and white striped tank top, white pants. Like, yeah, it was offensively French. Yeah, and then he's like. He's he's going to do this to you, and I'm just going to tell him what to do, because this is what you wanted, right? And then it starts getting really rapey for about a minute. <laughs> so so she's like, no, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Da, da, da. Everything she's done thus far in this movie, I don't believe she's not into this. Like, the character that they set up 
thusly, like, cause she's basically having, like, they're, when they're in the dance club scene right before her assistant almost gets raped, she's basically fucking three guys at once. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, if that had gone any longer, she would have been. And, like, I just don't get that she's n- not. Well, now she just wants to be with him. I just, I just don't buy it. They didn't set her character up that no. way. No, not even a little bit, but. Like, the character that, like, we've watched, she would be super into this, but they have to wrap this up, so. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, I get super rapey, and she starts screaming like, "Help me, John!" He's like, "All right, all right, all right, break it up, you two. And Parisian rapist guy, he's basically like, "What? What the fuck, man?" And told me I was gonna be able to. Do it. And John's like, "Hey, calm, calm down, calm down. Mm-hmm. Here's a few grand. Get the yeah. fuck out of here." You know, basically, You'll get laid down the hall. And he's like, "All right, I guess. Look, whatever." And then he's like, "Hey, are are you okay?" And I was like, "What?" What what the fuck is going on? What what are we supposed to learn from this? I I don't know. And then they just start like holding each other, like, oh yeah, now I'm ready to go. You know, mm-hmm. bam bam bam. And then it's the next morning when he's like, uh, I got to go for a walk. He's like, you're not coming back, are you? Uh, I'll see you uh, around. I'll see you around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she's just walking out, walking like halfway across the bridge, looking at the river for like three minutes. Roll fucking credits. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another nine and a half weeks, but we did it, wrapped it up in about an hour for you. You're welcome. Yeah, we did. You're welcome. Ah, so, sweetie, would you recommend this movie to anyone? <laughs> I just, I really can't. I'm, Steve, I don't think erotic dramas are my thing. Dramas aren't my thing in general. What most people find erotic, I find confusing and yeah. a little disturbing, usually. So, maybe I'm, I don't understand the genre. Maybe. Or I mean, maybe this is just really fucking boring. Yeah, it was But very, this very was boring. easier to watch than Basic Instinct 2. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes shorter, too. But it but felt it, much shorter. Yeah. It, the, the pacing was much better on this one. Yeah, yeah. I say the story, the overall, the story was more interesting for Basic Instinct 2, but if you had to pick between two of them, definitely watch this. Yeah. Um, How about you, Steve? Can you rec- Would you recommend it? I, I don't think I'd recommend it. I mean, Angie Everhart did good did good in this movie everybody was a good actor in this i mean movie. mickey rourke was going full fucking brando yeah by which i mean i don't really think he gave a shit but he was that's his character but, but that may have been his character too i don't know but yeah, that's the thing is he's like so in- he's so rich he's disinterested by life I yeah, think. everything and it's like okay am i supposed to personify with him am i supposed to personify with the super hot redhead that basically gets whatever she wants because she's super fucking hot and or talented uh, am i supposed to personalize with the assistant is she the every person supposed to go in with oh by the way who just gets beaten and raped and slapped around and, yeah yeah it, it's just one of those stories where it's like there's nothing i feel like i can grab grab onto they didn't they it's just kind of it's obviously just like a, a music video of skinamax yeah, right. the thing is, like, this could have been more interesting if they even gave it a plot. Like, the thing is, like, the twist, you've already guessed by the time they get around to it. Like, oh, Elizabeth was dead the whole time. Yeah. Like, you're kind yeah. of already getting that vibe. If they'd wrapped up any of the storylines, if they just, like, actually gave it some story, it wouldn't be a terrible film. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The acting was all there. The shots were beautiful. Yeah, the shots were beautiful. Just the, the script, the script was lacking. T- the, the, sh- the words were fine. Maybe it's because they were delivered well, by pretty decent things. That, like, are. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but yeah, it's just they're, the plot, there just isn't much there. So there's not much there. Yeah. Like, basically the plot is, guy goes to France to try and find his ex-girlfriend. 
meets ends up banging her friend ends up banging her friend and finding out she's dead yeah well her friend's assistant gets the shit beat out of kinky her kinky hijinks by... ensue but we're not quite finished yet what we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we come back we have some fun facts Woo! what we learned <gasps> and who you would like to see in an erotic thriller if they ever bring that Ooh. genre back and more beer and more beer and everything, everything I learned from movies, movies returns! <laughs> did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out... They weren't the best ideas. What were you thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T. Heemcast. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad-to-questionable movie and unpack it, so you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? <laughs> well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.popping.com. All of them in one place for you. So you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the defenders. Uh, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first and we're back oh my god steve those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding Ooh yeah are we succeeding in being sexy probably not <laughs> but that's okay because you know what i have a sexy laugh steve <laughs> 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 he's, he's blew the mic out. Oh, sorry. I'll I'll tune that down a bit.
<laughs> All of the sexy laughs. We're a sexy couple. We are a sexy power couple, Steve. We may not have raw sensuality at our hands, but you know what we do have? Beer! Beer! <laughs> Beer makes everyone sexy. Ooh. And, uh... In honor of Angie Everhart in this movie, we have Lagunitas Lucky 13, which is a Mondo Large Red Ale. 8.8% by volume. There is something hot about a big, a tall redhead. Indeed. Yeah, shout out to my friend Katrina. Alright, pop the top here. Oh, my top! Ooh. Ooh, my. And the pour? Mm, that's a good looking beer, Steve. Indeed. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that is like auburn color, amber. It's it looks like a red. Yeah. It's like crystal clear. This is a super super clear beer. Lots of little tiny bubbles. Got a nice foamy white head. Lots of uh, ooh, it's got a nice hop aroma off the top. Yeah. Steve's gonna ooh, go in for yeah. the sip. Yeah, you get like a little bit of that maltiness, a little bit of hoppiness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little drier, but I think it's because it's basically like a double mm-hmm. double red IPA kind yeah. of thing. Like it, it's not as hoppy as like an IPA would be, but... It's definitely a hoppy red. Yeah, it's got a little little pine note and stuff to it, but I think but because yeah, it's, it's so dry, it comes off as a little hoppier. Yeah, but it's nice. It does yeah. have a good, like, wow. background. What's what's the ABV on that again? Sorry, 8.8. 8. Yeah, so yeah. that's a dangerous 8.8 8 that doesn't taste as boozy as it is. Yeah, it's very yeah. sneaky and very good. Also, one of Steve's favorites is a, a nice big red. That's one of his favorite beers in the world, so... Indeed. You're welcome. Well done, Lagunitas. That's, yeah. a, that's a pretty good... Mondo Large Red Ale. You know, if you guys <laughs> like hops, uh, Lagunitas has some great beers. Yes, uh, Sapporo Heineken. 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 Heineken, Heineken owns, them owns yeah. par- uh, part of them now, but still, they make great beers. They haven't changed their recipes. Give them a try. Yeah. Who wants some fun facts? Fun facts. Super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Any idea what the IMDb score out of 10 on this movie is? Ooh, ooh! Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Um, two point seven. Wow, two point eight. Holy fuck! That yeah. was like out of the air. All right, and on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, apparently there's not enough critic reviews because I'm pretty sure this was straight to DVD. Um, <laughs> what do you think the audience score on this movie was? Now, keep in mind, people who have seen this movie probably were watching it solely because they want. To see a sequel to Nine and a Half Weeks, or they heard Angie Everhart's titties. Hmm. Um. 15%. 15%? Yeah. 18%. You were pretty really? close. Yeah, it was surprisingly low. Because I would think, like, the people watching the movie would be a very select <laughs> thing. But, yeah, even for erotic thrillers, it was kind of lowly regarded. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, the, the the movie doesn't go anywhere. He starts out the movie depressed, and he ends it depressed. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. There's not a whole. There's nobody no- has any char- Nobody's character arc goes anywhere. Nobody yeah. learns anything. Nobody does anything. Like, if the assistant had even like stood up to her boyfriend, if the assistant had shot her boyfriend, yes. Would you have liked the? Would this movie have gotten an extra star? Yeah, maybe it probably would have. Just critic review. I'm or just something. saying, like, yeah, it, yeah. you're for in your mind. Oh, if there was, like, a good satisfying scene where... Or, 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 or even if she just, like, punched she, him in the yeah, face, yeah, stood up for herself. Punch him in the dick or something. I, I, I don't know. Like, 
if if yeah any... if there was some sort of resolution to that and like she had learned and moved on like okay that's not the kind of jackass i want to be around i don't want to be around a john gray or even my boss kind of thing because those people are fucking weird and psychotic or yeah. something then it's like okay yeah all right that's yeah. that's the every person that you can kind of cling on on a movie like this where it's like okay yeah wild crazy adventures and sexual erotica but there's still the person there where it's like they learn something from it. If anybody's character had changed, if, uh, you know, if... if Vittorio. <laughs> if, if Vittorio was like, you know what, you're too distracted by this gray guy, I've got another business partner, fend yeah. for yourself. It would have been at least that much more interesting. His yeah. character would have done something. If she had said, like, even if she didn't, like, even if she still, like, hung up on gray or whatever, if she, like, had done something where she's just like... I'm tired of the fashion industry. I'm doing something else. I'm switching to painting. I'm going to go write an erotic fucking novel that's going to sell billions of copies around the world based on Twilight fiction. Yeah, it, like something. Yeah. If some, if anyone's character had done anything, yeah, would this movie be that much better? Yeah, probably. And, and all it is is literally one more line. Yeah. Any of these characters, any of these characters saying like one more line, this movie would have some sort of closure true more fun facts though fun facts a direct sequel was originally planned but mainly failed when kim basinger declined to reprise the role of elizabeth mm. what mm. <laughs> yeah you get a couple academy award nominations and all of a sudden you're too big for your smut film too big know. for your britches smut film sequel <laughs> oh however sweetie i have some news for you yeah this is part of a trilogy. What? This is the Empire what? Strikes Back no. of no. the Nine and a Half Weeks no. trilogy. No. And the other one came out a year later. It was called The First Nine and a Half Weeks. And it stars, wait for it, Malcolm McDowell. What? Of course. Uh, Paul Mercurio. Uh, he's the guy from Exit to Eden. Okay. I've probably never seen it. It's a nope. horrible, horrible movie. Nope. It'll probably be coming up soon. Oh, God. Um, and Clara Ballar, whoever that is. Did she see it? No idea. I, I'm assuming a French chick. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, there was a trilogy. But but again, that movie came out in 98. And uh, it kind of these things, like, can erotic thrillers come back? I think people do like to be, like, titillized a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. obviously, like, obviously, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's plenty of, like, hot and heavy seats, like, Twilight. People like romance shit like that. Yeah. The Notebook, all of that shit. People do like that stuff. The thing is that uh, they can't be in the style they used to be. You have, you're going to have to have a plot. You're going to have to have it be more than just, like, erotic and, like, pointless drama. You're going to have to give it, like, a real drama behind it. You're going to have to give it... There's got to be a reason for the passion. They're gonna have, yeah. you have to mix it with action. You've got to like. They would never either do that, this. or it just it's just porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's the thing is, it can't compete with the porn. It's got to give you something the yeah. porn that porn can't give you. These were basically yeah. porn where you don't need a plot. You just need somebody Emotional showing a titty. Arousal. But all right, so here's the thing: they would never do it. But like, could they do an erotic drama of what happened with uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision in between? The the Infinity War and the other one? Wow, I think you're uh, skipping ahead to my question I posed a little earlier. <laughs> no, I'm what I'm saying. People would be hella into that. Yeah, right. Well, uh, okay. Could so, you could you have an erotic thriller with um, Poe and what's his name? Oh, uh, Poe and Finn? Yeah, that happened between those movies. You definitely could. I mean, it's, it's basically implied, would, so would, it just leaves for your imagination to fill in the gaps. And the thing is, if they made that movie, 
how much money would it make in all reality do you think like ben and arthur money no, I have no <laughs> idea. But, uh... people would be there's there the thing is they're gonna have to do it in a way that nobody's ever gonna do it <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's true but yeah so we put the question out uh <laughs> we're talking erotic thrillers and the like in an upcoming episode what acting pair would you love to see in an erotic quote-unquote thriller drama comedy whatever and we got your responses holy can crap. i throw mine out there yeah i think you just did with uh poe and finn and no uh, the one i really want to see what's that i want to see the rock jason statham uh vin diesel Coming uh, next love year. triangle i want them to see, take fast and furious to to a darker level i want to see fast my, and furious after dark I want, to, I want to see fast and furious basic instinct <laughs> All right. You told well, me you wouldn't go see that movie. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I probably would have the rocks in it. And he's just cur- pure charisma All dripping three out of, of every. good with their shirts off. All right. Well, <laughs> coming soon. But for other answers, uh, we got the Flix Watcher podcast. What about Sofia Vergara and Joe Magnello? I'm down. You know who Joe Magnello is, right? Sure. Is he Steve? Uh, <laughs> well, coming up next week. <gasps> Magic Mike Double XL. Ah, yes. Um and uh um <laughs> oh remember uh Rampage? Rampage There there was that that elite mercenary unit that was going to take out the wolf. Yes. He was the leader of that okay. elite. Okay. Oh unit. yeah, I'm yeah. hella yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I thought, I thought you I'm might down. be. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, that's actually a really good one." Um I actually put the little uh, the excited gif of uh Eric Stone Street and Sofia Vergara from Potter Family. Yeah. From Modern Family. Yeah. Uh, False Starts podcast suggested Aubrey Plaza and Chris Pratt in a Parks and Rec spinoff movie about their erotic role playing Snake Hole and Macklin. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. sold. <laughs> but it's got to be fat Chris Pratt. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's got to put on the forty pounds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With the chubby cheeks and all of that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I am all the way in on that. Uh, Brendan with the What Were They Thinking podcast, Nicholas sure. Cage and Dame Judi Dench. <laughs> You know, I'd watch it. I'm not going to lie. You know what? I love Nicolas Cage and Dame Judi Dench. Is there anything she's in that you don't like? Not really. Like, she has things that aren't as great as other things, but is there anything that she's in that you didn't like? I think like? it's just this weird Philomena fan fiction he's got going on there, where <laughs> places Coogan with Cage, and yeah, wow. gets a little weird. No. Uh, Amanda, former guest of the Amanda Picture Show with Go-Go. My husband said Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck. Let's bring that couple back together from Armageddon. Uh, but then we gotta watch Ben Affleck. Yeah. Also, yeah. So you just want to watch Empty Vessels? <laughs> <laughs> um, one of our fans, Dave, uh, whose <laughs> whose Twitter handle is I do deny them my essence. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Dave. <laughs> yeah. He suggested Nicolas Cage and Tilda Swinton. Ooh, well, I'm okay with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah and after i posted that that gift from uh modern family uh chris from mgt suggested well now that i've seen that we need a sofia vergara eric stone street movie i'm not gonna lie i that would i would be so like let's make it a, you know let's not make an erotic thriller let's make it a rom-com like let's let them play to their strengths yeah i'm i'm picturing like fair game but <laughs> <laughs> you know instead of billy baldwin and cindy crawford and sofia vergara and eric stone street He's oh. he's the detective that needs to protect her. And, Let's do like uh, a Cerno de Bergerac uh, catfish thing where like oh, yeah. <laughs> he's been courting her. Oh no, 
All right, so she's bi, and she's got a really bad relationship with a guy, so she's looking for a chick. He was going on as a girl, and then, uh, but they fought, fall in love, and he ends up meeting her, but she doesn't realize that she, he's the girl that she's in love with, but they become friends. She thinks he's, like, a gay guy or something, and they yeah. become, like, best friends, and he's got to try and figure out how to, like, bring it back around so he can seal the deal. And then the ending line is, well, at least you still got tits. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I, that was without the accent. So at least you got the titties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of tasteless, the tasteless <laughs> podcast uh, suggested, I thought long and hard about this. Mm-hmm. Giggity. Chris Hemsworth and Naomi Watts. I I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm alright with it. Hell yeah. I'm even okay with the little Hemsworth. And uh we also got from Steve Marlin, whose Twitter handle is Hey it's Isaac. Okay. Oh, I think it's from the okay, with the Boozy Movie Podcast. Boozy That's Movie Podcast. Uh Kermit and Miss Piggy. Don't yeah. kink shame me. Boom. Never. Go for it. Never. That is a love for the ages. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Have you guys seen waka uh, waka. Kermit's new girlfriend? What? No. Apparently in one of the movies, Kermit and Miss Piggy break up and Kermit gets a new girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. And she looks just like another actress. I did a side-by-side a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Thank you for your suggestions. And we'll talk to their people, see if we can bring back the erotic thriller. Uh, yeah. But, sweetie, the important thing. What did we learn from another nine and a half weeks? That I am just not that into food and sex. I really thought I would be into it because I am very into food and I am very into sex. But I think I just got to keep them in separate kingdoms. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, I learned, <laughs> even if you really, really like your boss... It's probably not a good idea to bang somebody with them. Would would you bang somebody with your boss? No. Um, it, think about all the bosses you've had at your current job. Uh, okay. All of them. Uh, all of them. Every single all one of them. of them. Yeah, okay. the Brazilian guy. Brazilian guy. The general manager. Oh, the Brazilian pff, general manager. Whatever. The uh, the guy who was related to all, a saxophone player. All of them. <laughs> all of them. No. Um, mostly. Not all at once. I'm a greedy lover. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and also, I know that if my girlfriend ever slaps me around in a random ass club, they'll leave me in a moment's notice. <laughs> it's true. They'd be like, "Oh shit, she's got crazy run." <laughs> if I took you into a bathroom stall and tried to rape you, none of them would come in and save you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Someone would come in and like, "Hey, you should stop that!" And like, get you just really pissed <laughs> off. And you go full Hulk, Hulk mode, and they run off, and I'm just left there to take care of it. I go like full angry puma on him. Yeah. <laughs> like a spider monkey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, this month has been rough, but uh, it gets a little better coming up uh, mm, next does week. Does it get rougher, Steve? Well, yeah. Start bringing in some honey and maybe some Italian art designer or something. Steve, I think this is just not my genre. Yeah, it's really not. But, but I think you'll like the next one a lot more. This one actually has ratings above teen percentage yeah like this you mean one... this one might be drinking age percentages <laughs> yeah this, this one might be reaching uh you know middle age Ooh. yeah when uh, it comes to my movies i want old man ratings <laughs> i'm not gonna lie 
well, you're on the wrong fucking podcast, Woody. <laughs> it's true. You know what? That's a lie, because I... Many of my favorite movies barely... Well, for, 40s or 50s. They're usually. almost my age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned From, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Have a great night, everybody. Have a good night. Yeah. And an even better morning. Mm. <laughs> How do you like your eggs in the morning? In my mouth. I like mine unfertilized. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>